0: What's good, everyone? Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. Another great episode ahead of you. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach Pace, Coach Natty T, and Coach K. Welcome back, Coach K. It's been a long time, brother.
1: Yes, it has. Yes. Glad yeah. to be back.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you. And actually, you got some material for us today. Oh, I certainly do. Yeah, so your your WTF section, we haven't had that segment in, in a while. And I heard you brought a blacklist with you. So I sure did. Yeah. So Coach K is gonna, gonna drop some names or and teams of things that he just can't stand, things that irritate his very soul. And so he's gonna go ahead and reel those off and we're yeah. just react to him. So what you got for us, Coach K?
1: So I mean, I thought I can't really put a numerical value on which. You know which team I hate more, or which person? It's all equal. I'm I'm a pretty I'm equal when I when I spread hate. So let's okay. go ahead and get it started. Okay. Uh, Paul Pierce is first on the list <laughs> <laughs> for several reasons. One, his house party that got him fired from uh from being an ESPN analyst. He's an idiot. <laughs> Uh, um, just and also just like some of the stuff he said over the years. Like one, he said he's a better wing player than Clay Thompson. Mm. Uh, he said he said like him saying that he he had a better career than D Wade. And yeah, then on that's asinine, right
0: there. <laughs> that's <laughs>
1: stupid. And then uh probably the, the last two things is probably the thing that just make me hate him the most because he, Paul Pierce, I feel like he's just the type of dude that would be in the environment. You would just look at him and be like, bro, shut up. Like literally. Mm. And uh, when he said LeBron isn't a top five player.
0: Yeah, that's pettiness. That's that's pettiness. It's
1: pettiness. And then, uh, I mean, we've we've seen a lot of like, you know, uh, sports figures get caught up in like different fiascos and like, you know, we had deflate gate and stuff. Well, this is a an incident I like to call doo-doo gate, where he got carried off the basketball court because he faked an injury, but really you had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Went out in a wheelchair. So, yeah. Number two I got on my list, Carlos Boozer. Now, I know a lot of y'all already know the hate that I have for this man. <laughs> um a lot of different reasons he's goofy I mean it looks like he's got marker in his permanent marker coloring in his hair um but here's the real yeah here's really the reason why I hate him the 80 million dollar deal that he got and like this man is didn't even fit into the Chicago system He's trash on <laughs> he's trash absolutely trash on defense uh and then also, he like tripped over a bag and injured himself for like the first two the first two months of the season that he was with the Bulls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I Forgot about that. I forgot about that. Okay, I see why he's on your list now. I see. I see.
1: Yeah, and then also flaking out on the Cavs and signing with the Utah Jazz because mm. I I mean I was a I was a LeBron fan earlier, so I, I mean I still am a LeBron fan, but that was just annoying. Uh, next, I'm going to go with uh, Nick Wright. <laughs> I this man be- is an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like, first of all, I am remember, how do you go from having, like, a bald head and then all of a sudden you had a full head of hair? Like, That's his hair right. makes me hate him. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Uh, any... Any take that any take where he's putting LeBron over MJ, um, he just, he just gives all these like nonsensical takes that don't make any sense. Comments that he's made about Kobe, like, um, man, what did he say? He said, Oh, yeah, Kobe, he said Kobe is an all time great player who has been overstated by his fans. Mm. Um, it's, it's yeah. And just um, when he said, like, adding Kevin Durant to the Golden State Warriors is actually going to make them worse. That was probably, like, one of the most dumbest – one of the dumbest comments I've ever heard. And even, like, one of the most recent takes he had recently. Like, he just – I feel like he's just not really able to look at anything objectively. Like, he was saying – he was, like, burying Steph Curry for scoring 18 points and um, – <laughs> what is in, like, their uh, – was a game, it was game five. And he was just like absolutely burying that man. Mm -hmm. And but at the same time he's saying, but you know, if but at the same time like overlooking the fact that like uh Jason Tatum was playing playing like playing like trash. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, he's on the list too. Uh, get ready because these these next couple lists is gonna. I mean, this might this might take me a little bit. Number four, (laughs) I got. (laughs) Number four, I got the Cowboys. Rightfully so. Oh yeah, and I mean, I don't know. Like, there's there's multiple reasons, but uh, one of the top reasons is signing Tony Romo to the contract after base after virtually doing nothing. I forget it was just like like 120 million or something. Just like astronomical. Uh, Another reason I hate him is uh, when they didn't sign DeMarco Murray. They let DeMarco Murray go to um, Philadelphia. I know he didn't do anything, like, after he left. But still, coming off of that season, I think, like, why wouldn't you just keep the team together? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Keeping Jason Garrett as the coach. (laughs) Eight and eight. Uh, (laughs) Coach eight and eight. Yeah, coach eight and eight uh signing Greg Hardy signing Brandon Carr for fifty fifty point one million. Oh, brandon
0: uh, <laughs> he began <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the dude that O'Dell caught that one-handed touchdown on it was Brandon yeah. Carr yeah yeah
1: yeah uh passing of Dalvin Cook, Juju Schuster, JJ Watt and Kamara for Taco Charlton <laughs>
0: That's bad. Yeah, that was pretty bad.
1: Oh, Morris Claiborne releasing Demarcus Ware, which ultimately at one point led to, uh, I mean, him and Von Miller got helped get the Broncos a championship. Mm, yeah. And the kind of like the last straw for me was uh, running was um, Dak Prescott running the. <clears throat> Running the ball with 13 seconds left, the like QB sneak against uh the 49ers. That was pretty much it for me. <laughs> so,
2: don't forget where it started though. He he didn't draft Randy Moss. Oh, oh,
1: exactly. Yeah, not drafting Randy because of off
2: the field issues. Even though you signed Greg Hardy years later, but whatever.
1: Exactly.
0: Half the take uh, off field uh, off field issues.
2: Michael Irvin yeah. included. Like Charles Haley,
0: Charles Haley, the, the some of the offensive linemen that they had in the nineties, blocking for Emma Smith, they were in trouble too. Some of them. he didn't want
2: to drive Randy Moss for
0: off-field issues. Hey. Jerry,
1: exactly. So that and I don't know for for y'all who uh, man may or may not be familiar, but me and me and James were quite the Dallas Cowboy fans, but I I gave up. Uh, I finally listened to Coach Natty T. Um, and you know, I saw the light, and I probably picked the worst team in Chicago Bears, but at this point, I don't really care anymore. Um, <laughs> number five, I was trying to think of like franchises that I hated. I hate, I-, I was going to pick the Boston Celtics, but I at least did like you know, like the 80s Celtics, I can't hit against them despite. Hating Paul Pierce, I did like Ray Allen and K and um, and KG. Mm-hmm. I could I could care less for Rondo. Um, but I decided to go with the New York Knicks. Uh, I hate that. I I hate teams that make stupid decisions, and that's a team that's consistently made stupid decisions since um, the Knicks the Knicks '90s team. So. Uh, some of the reasons I hate them is, well, the the Mellow trade. They got absolutely nothing for that. And it ended up being uh, what well, they traded them for Enos, <laughs> Enos Freedom or Enos Cantor. Oh, Enos Cantor at the time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dougie McBuckets <laughs> <in a> and 2000, <laughs> a 2018 draft pick. But eventually that just turned into Emmanuel Moutier and Mitchell Robinson, and that's gotten them nowhere. Uh, also, I hate Joe from Noah. Why? Why would you sign him for seventy two point five million dollars for a four year deal? Makes absolutely no sense. No sense. Um, making Phil Phil Jackson president of basketball operations is probably one of the dumbest things they've ever done. <laughs> but I guess they would wouldn't really have known it at the time. But oh yeah, trading Tim Hardaway Junior. Junior for uh Jerry and Grant. Stupid. The Allen Houston hundred million dollar contract, <laughs> and then just having uh, Scott Laden as a GM, he was trash.
0: So that's that's a pretty good list. I, now I'm with you on Paul Pierce. Like I I didn't mind watching him as a player. Um. My, my dislike for Paul Pierce kicked in more toward him being an analyst. Uh, so it was the yeah. LeBron comments. It was um, the recording of yourself, like you talked about that. I'm like, bro, like you know you got a job. You know they're not going to like that stuff. Right. You can do what you need to do in your own house, but you don't need to put it on social media. Right? No. So I just thought that was idiotic. And then... Mm. Then the whole poker situation. He got a couple of poker situations because he has a massive unpaid gambling debt that he's getting sued for. Uh, I think it's, what, 180000 that he apparently owes in poker debt. And so he owes $180,000. And I don't know if y'all saw that video of him harassing that uh, bartender that was at the poker match. So, yeah. yes. So he's trying to spit game to the server who was passing out drinks to the poker players and everything like that. And she played his entire life. Like she was trying to be nice, but like she gave him the Heisman stiff arm essentially and and walked out. I'm like, you're obviously making her uncomfortable, bro. Like she's not responding to you. Let it go, move on and pay your debts. Like, so you sucked at trying to like spit game and you suck at poker. So you that's just a big L. That's just a big L for Paul Pierce. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Other thoughts about any anyone that Coach K mentioned. I have no issues. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Um, that's some good research you did there. Like, cause I was thinking about it. Like those picks, I didn't. I didn't put all that together. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the next picks and. The Cowboys oh, yeah, moves, absolutely. that was that was good stuff.
1: That was good yeah. stuff. I even forgot like the Eddie Curry trade with the Knicks dude too. Like there's just – I don't know.
0: They just like, made, made dumb decisions. Dumb decisions. Yeah. Cause they actually had yeah. something when Stodemeyer was there before Melo got there. They did. Had a successful season and the chemistry was going and they just mm-hmm. inserted Melo and it just really didn't come to fruition. They I think they had one good year where they made it to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but that was it. That was it. Yeah. And then Dolan's foolishness, uh, you know, getting Charles Oakley escorted from the building and then trying to do damage control and having Larry Johnson, Latrell Sprewell, sit him yeah. in one of the following games. I'm like, bro, that's a PR stunt. That don't don't do that. Don't do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Didn't they try to make uh, Patrick Ewing like a coach? They offered him a head coach position in the B League, too.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was that. And then what else did he do? Oh, yeah. Spike Lee was talking about how they made him. They gave him a hard time one time when he was coming to a game. Then Mm -hmm. he goes through the same, like, entrance and everything every single time. And then shortly after that, because Spike Lee spoke out against what Dolan was doing. And then all of a sudden security started to act different. And he's like, well, that had to come from Dolan, because I've been doing the same thing for all these years coming to the games. I was like, so it's just a bunch of pettiness. And then he banned the fan from the stadium for basically saying that he's a bad owner. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. Well, I mean, it's true. It's true. It's, it's true. true. <laughs> he didn't say anything out of bounds, bro. He didn't. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. So him and Jerry, they they just, I bet you they're best friends, probably. But yeah, they just need to go probably ahead and so. hang it out sit down somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. It's a good list. That's a good list, Coach Kang. Thank you for
2: putting Nick right on there. (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: oh, I could have added more too. (laughs) I choose not to. I really hate that. Some people
2: may think like, "Oh, you don't have Skip Davis. I'm like, "Nah," because Nick Wright. I think he's taking it. it. Yeah, Yeah. Nick is. That dude. Nick
1: is just. It's it's that I think that head of hair, man. It's just like it did something to his, it did something to his brain. I don't know what it is, but yeah, that
2: dude's
0: trash. Yeah, he's hyper. Yeah, yeah he Hey, I yeah. just
3: want y'all to know he's married to a black woman.
0: I know, and she's mm-hmm. she is absolutely beautiful. And that I was, was mistaken here for This sisters, <laughs> listen. The sisters
3: got some explaining to do because this is a travesty. Yeah, dude. It is. This is it a travesty. Is.
1: It is. And you have other people, like dumb people like Tony Parker out there, Eva Longoria, and he messed that up. Yeah, Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Messing up for all of us out here.
0: Yeah. That's, so. that's when I saw the picture of of Nick Wright's wife, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't see that. Coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't see yep. that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. He built like a
0: parent. <laughs> a parent? <Yep. laughs> yeah oh my gosh mm-hmm. yeah so i mean yeah. he has good taste I'll, I'll i'll say that he has he has very good taste mm-hmm. um but yes yeah. so you know he he always even when he gave his finals analysis uh recently some of it i was just like bro like what are you what are you talking about here like do you yeah. really believe what you're talking about do you really believe what you're saying uh and, and are you that delusional but right anyways well speaking of finals analysis we just had a big big series end in the nba uh go and stay warriors took it in six and i have to say there are times where i wish i wasn't right in life and this was one of those times you know we i, I forget what everyone everyone said keith what did you have in the series warriors in six <laughs> warriors in six coach 90t what did you have seven know, warriors and seven warriors and seven gave boston too much credit <laughs> Hey Coach K, I, th- what was your prediction before the series? I
1: believe I think I had like the Warriors in five, but then I flipped to I wanted the cle I wanted. Um, I'm pretty sure it was – I think I said Warriors in five. though.
2: no, right. he didn't. yeah, no, he, he had Warriors in five. Yes. Yeah. yes. So yeah, we got the teams right at least. We did. We at yeah, least everybody got, got the team right.
0: Yeah. 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 Um. So. We're just gonna dive into just kind of comprehensively what we took away from the series and I I'm gonna to try to be calm about this you know I've had some time I had a light day at work so I had some time for prayer, reflection and that kind of stuff so um, I'm becoming more at peace with this but I'm just extremely disappointed not, I, I'm not even going to say in the Celtics. I'm extremely disappointed in Jason Taylor. And I know it was hard on him on the last show. I'm going to be hard on him again on this show. Uh, it, it bothers me when you don't look motivated to play the game. It, it it it's bad when you look like you just gotten your heart taken out of your chest and it's halftime right and it's a close issue it's pretty i mean it's a close game at halftime you know it wasn't like a runaway um you know it's, they still had the ability to get back into the game so i look at it and I noticed that once they went to the desk of the NBA Finals with Stephen A and Jalen Rose and Mike Wilbon and Greenberg, so they were saying, you know, Boston needs to play with Celtic pride and they need to dig deep down and play. You got analysts trying to hype you up to tell you to play with heart? To do your job? Like, come on, man. Like, you you, you can't go out there like that. You can't do that. And, And what I recognize is what it was interesting because it was almost like the Tyson Buster Douglas fight from back in the day. Cause you notice how hype Boston was when they came out there, Jason Tatum holding the pose before that they, 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 you know, they called timeout. They went on that big run. And then Golden State came back and punched them in the face and kept hitting them and hitting them and hitting them. Cause they didn't lay down like they thought they were. I don't know why they thought that. But I think they did. And they were like, well, we gave it our best shot. It was a Tyson wasn't used to somebody hitting back and taking those punches and staying in the game because his 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 boxing matches weren't built on longevity because he was just knocking people out in the first couple rounds. You know, and now he had to stay and actually have to fight. So that's a that's a different type of mentality it takes when you're not used to that. Uh, so with Boston, I felt like they took this big punch and they're like, OK, yeah, we got them in this game. They're probably going to be flat for the rest of the game and we're just going to keep the motor running and going state was like, oh, you went on a run. That's cute. Well, we could do that, too. And gave him a haymaker back. Uh, you know, so when that and even the the commentators, Mark Jackson and stuff like that, were saying, hey, you know, play with some heart and everything. That's what I want to see in the second half. Nobody should have to tell you to do that to do your job. And, and so that really bothered me. Um, Jason Tatum led the all players in the playoffs with 100 turnovers in the playoffs. 100 turnovers in the playoffs. Uh, it was over 20 something games, so it ended up being a little bit over four turnovers a game on average. Now his teammate Jalen Brown wasn't far behind him. Had, I mean, well, had 74, so it was 26 turnover gap 74 is not good either but there was a huge gap there but see the difference between jason tatum and Jalen brown is that Jalen brown will be like going motor ahead he he's out of control sometimes he needs to fix that up he needs to pick his head up when he dribbles a little bit more and i think that's why he keeps running into trouble because his head his head's down a little bit much and he tries to split the defense at times where it doesn't need to be split but um at least you don't question his motor and his heart. When he plays, he turns the ball over cause he's really trying to force it. And I think if Tatum had a similar mindset, Jalen Brown wouldn't have to do all that. He wouldn't feel like he had to do all that. One thing was very glaring and I heard this afternoon. So Lisa Salters, a reporter, a longtime reporter who was covering the game, um, talked about how the Celtic bench was basically getting lectured by a few players. Who was the the ones doing the lecture? Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Not Jason Tatum. If you are the best player on that team, then you also need to be the one getting your team focused, getting them hyped up and ready to go back out there and actually play. But he was too deflated to even do that, which means that Marcus Smart and and Jalen Brown were also talking to him. So Robert Williams did his job. I mean, he's not there for offense anyway, but he was blocking everything. He was swatting things left and right. He blocked me on Instagram. He was blocking everything, like left and right. So he did his job. Al Horford gave you a really good game last night, right? Tatum got 13 points. So I I want you to think about this now. So in our infamous group chat, I took a screenshot. I was like, well, all right, fellas, let's see what happens. Through three quarters, Jason Tatum had, actually, but through two quarters, uh, 11 points, three rebounds, seven assists. He had 11 points in the first half. And how many did he end up with? 13. In a closeout game in your building, unacceptable unacceptable so it's just that kind of stuff that that just bothers me that you expect if you're going to get at that superstar status you got to do better than that you got to do better than that and it's not like he just had an off game he had an off series Jason Tatum did not have a signature game at all in the series and he did in the other series in the previous series he had at least one or two that's like all right that's the Jason Tatum game he had nothing in this. shot what 35 or 34, 33% from the field in the series, 45, you know, he shot a little bit better from three, but brother couldn't make a layup all series. So that means that Jason Tatum was never the best player on the floor in any game in this series. Hell, he probably wasn't the best player in any quarter in this series, but you got next, huh? Inexcusable. Quickly, I switched to Golden State. Uh, I think Curry earned it. Um, he did his thing. He had that one off game in Game Five, and his teammates rallied around him like teammates are supposed to do, and got him got him to the finish line. Because the previous game, Curry was given handing out buckets left and right. All right, so he earned it. Uh, he actually has some defensive moments. Now we're not going to call him a defensive player, but great players find times to be opportunistic, at least to at least try. So when he, you know, he said, you know, smarts backing me down in the paint, I gotta at least try to hold my ground a little bit better. If I hold ground a little bit better, I can force him into a tougher shot. And it also buys time for my help to come. If I could buy just a, a few more seconds. I mean, he did that a few times in, in, in game six. He he stripped the ball a couple times, you know, in, in game six. So it's like, just, you know, just, you find your spots to be effective. And also, he did all this through his parents' absolute foolishness. So I don't know if some of y'all out there know what's going on with his parents, but his parents divorced last year. His mom started dating a guy, right? Then his dad starts dating, you know, starts being, coming to the game with Instagram models and everything like that. And then is now dating the lady he used to be married to the guy that Sonia Curry's dating right now, which screams petty as it can be. In my, in my eyes. And then they came to the game. And Steph obviously didn't want, want them there like that because that's going to bring negative attention to that. So you notice that Aisha and um, Steph's sister didn't come to any game except for last night's game. And guess who wasn't at last night's game? The new boyfriend and girlfriend were not at the game last night because they're like, I'm not coming. If they're coming, I'm not gonna be involved in this foolishness. So I I think, you know, thinking about if, you know my parents went through a divorce and then I see them bringing, you know, people to the games and all this pettiness and stuff, it would take a toll on you. It's hard to focus on your job when stuff like that happens in your life. And the fact that he was able to do that and come out on top, I, I, I gotta give him props for that too. Uh, And also, he developed his game a little bit more, too. You notice he takes it to the basket more than he used to. Uh, I think that shows a little bit of evolution in his game, being very smart like that. Um, Much respect to Wiggins. I think he had a night, you know, think of his journey. I mean, he stepped up big. He was the second best player for the Warriors in the series. Uh, Think about getting drafted, thinking you're going to play with LeBron. And then all of a sudden, you end up in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was nice to see you. And the one, uh, lastly, the, la- the last thing I, I didn't like about the games is that there were no close games. You know, fourth quarters weren't really interesting in, in, in most of these games. So those are my takeaways. What um, were some of your uh, your takeaways from the final series?
1: I think for me, um, seeing like some of the adjustments that some of the players were able to make, um, especially like Jordan Poole and like a couple of those games, I'm like I don't know about him, but um, I know in like especially in, like some of the last two games, like he made he he had but he did he made better decisions with the ball because I thought he would like try to force some shots and it just wasn't working for him, but like in game three, I mean in game like five and game six, like. You Saw him kind of like change up a little bit, and, respect, and also like Wiggins, like he already said, stepping up. And one thing I did like seeing, uh, was I mean, you can tell just like some from some of the veteran leadership, especially like having uh, uh like Iguodala on the sidelines. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he's like coaching, he's like coaching up the players, he's like motivating them, motivating them, talking to them. So, I think like definitely having him. Um, having him, you know, on the sideline, definitely, like, as a two-way player, definitely brought brought out, um, you know, uh, elevate, helped elevate uh, Wiggins' game. Um, Gary Payton Jr. uh, was a central part. Uh, I mean, you even saw, like, Von Looney, like, doing some stuff. Um, I don't think that makes up for him getting schooled at his own, uh, you know, camp. I don't know if y'all saw that. I'm I'm not going to make fun of Kevin, but um <laughs> um also I was very impressed with Al Horford like I hope I hope that he can make it to the finals again because he it it just sucks like when you like when you okay so like you know Al Horford uh, Jalen Brown, um, and then uh, and Robert Williams like playing well and trying to motivate the team, but then you see like other players, other Celtics players, especially the, the one that's supposed to be like the best player on the team, like playing like trash. Like, I don't know, like. I don't think I've ever seen a game where where uh, Al Horford he it almost like he hit in the third quarter in the start of the third quarter he just started draining threes left and right you know but uh, I don't know and then like you see you see Chase and Tatum like air ball a three
0: <laughs> he's he
1: shot some like, oh my gosh man and like that's just like. And then, and then it's just like Jason Tatum, like, so, and sometimes it's just the, like the little things for me, like um, being able to capitalize on, uh, like, uh, like Golden State turnovers, or like, there's a point where like Golden State couldn't buy a shot, and then like Celtics would run right back down there and do absolutely nothing. Um, yeah. yeah, just, like, forced passes, like, tur- like several turnovers in a row. Um,
0: They were, like, 23, 24 turnovers last night. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and then people, like, people, I don't know, I don't know what kind of, I don't know, like, is, like, Steph Curry a giant killer or something like that? Like, nobody was taking, I mean, Jason Tatum wasn't taking advantage of the mismatch at times. And then also, I mean, Al Horford. Like passing the ball out when I mean, he could easy easily could like either dunk it on Curry or like you know going for a layup or something, and so it's just like the the small things for me. Uh, also, I mean you already kind of said it yourself, like Jason Tatum, like he's a a superstar with 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 um, he no he's a star
0: with superstar he,
1: tendencies with superstar tendencies. Mm-hmm. And it's just so disheartened because, like, I I like Jason Tatum. Like, I don't I don't want to talk bad about him, but I mean, you kind of have to realize, like, now nah, you, you took this L, man, and like, and are you going to let this like kind of define your career? Because it, it's kind of like this point now. It's like, okay, you've done everything, but like, win the NBA championship. So if you get here, if you can get here again, like, what are you going to do with it? I don't give them any excuses because I mean, they they basically been I would say they've been a contender in the East you know since they start since they've been since Jalen Brown and like Jason Tatum has been on the team and like and over the course of the series I have been saying like this is Jalen Brown's team because he's played the most consistent um, I would say throughout the playoffs like it's just well, Jason Tatum you never know what you're going to get and you know it's just I don't know yeah
3: it it was rough it was really it's, real.
1: yeah it's rough watching that and and to be honest like i really haven't had like a, a nba final series i've enjoyed since since cleveland won with lebron so
0: man, it's been 6 years man that the struggle is real struggle is real yeah and the
1: struggle is real
0: the other thing i noticed is that i guess i was surprised that tatum played this way because of him playing well in series before this, even though he didn't get to the finals, right. played against other superstars and not back down, you know? Right. I mean, because you think about that Eastern Conference finals, that first one that kind of put him and Brown on the map was against LeBron James. Yeah. Right. And they gave LeBron all, they, all that he could take, right? hmm because, you know, he's he's dunking on people. He's doing all this stuff. And I'm like, where is that at, bro? Where And so it it kind of made me think about. No, there was no pressure on them because no one expected anything from them. So they mm-hmm. could just kind of play freely without really a, a narrative that would kind of bother them. They would just go out and hoop. And mm-hmm. I think Tatum is in his head, his own head. Now he's thinking about things yeah. too much. He hears what's being said about him. Mm-hmm. And it's affecting his game because that's not the Jason Tatum that put him on the map.
1: Nah.
0: You no. Know? So, yeah. So yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Coach Pace, say- you wanna weigh in real quick on the uh, finals? What were your takeaways?
3: Um, I mean, I'll kind of second, I'll be I'll be short. Um, I kind of second everything you said. Uh uh, I thought I thought for Robert Williams being injured, he played very well. Al Horford played very well. Um Derek White was pedestrian for last half of the series. Yeah, true. Um what's it? What's it? I don't really need to talk about Tatum. I I I mean his performance speaks for itself. I, I have a problem with the the only thing I have a problem with. Outside of his performance, I mean, of course, but that text to Kobe, like, bro, that that stuff isn't that. Don't like, come on, bro, that's so lame. Like, I'm sorry, bro, the text to Kobe was so stupid. Like, dude, come on, man, bro, we too, we too old for that. Like, and then putting it on IG, like, come on, man.
0: That was the thing is that that's, if you with so this boring, pressure on yourself, don't put stuff up there like that. Even if you wanted to text them, keep it to yourself. <laughs>
3: Even texting him is so corny, and then man, you texting and then take a screenshot. That was so that's that's lame as all get out. Plus, Kobe turning over in his grave for the way you playing. So, um then Marcus Smart, um, I that defense, first of all, he shouldn't have won defensive player of the year. He's not even the best defensive guard. If you ask all NBA players, Drew Holiday is the best defensive guard out there. So, mm-hmm. like. Him getting this whole like defensive player of the year because he looks like he's playing hard, like bro, I'm not no. Like, yeah, you're tough, hard nosed defensive player, but if you ask all your peers who's the best defensive guard in the NBA that everybody knows, they say Drew Holiday. Like it's yeah unanimous. Right. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't this whole and then um I noticed, like, I saw email Udoka like actually making the adjustments mm-hmm. that he needed to make. Mm-hmm. But you can't. You also, it goes to show you can't make somebody want it Absolutely. because you can make all the adjustments you want. You see Udoka pulling people. You see people putting he putting them back in. You see him trying to get people to stop doing drop coverage on stuff. But at the end of the day, if they don't want it like the other team wants it, which is what I saw from, you know, the Warriors, it don't matter. Like, you can tell Udoka wanted it. It's just his players didn't want it as bad as he did. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tatum was just a deer stuck in headlights. But shout-out to Steph. Man, shout-out to – I don't think he's top 10 all-time, but that's neither here nor there. I don't I don't faze me, bro. Two of his rings came off the back of KD. Like, stop. Um, and then, um, and then, uh, Wiggins, big fan of Wiggins, man. I wish he could just, like, I think, you know what, sometimes you, sometimes, even though he's a number one pick, sometimes you're just not built to be a superstar, and you're just a very, very good role player, which is fine, like, you need people like that. You see how important he was in a series like this, so, yeah. You know, sometimes we look at number one picks like, you need to turn over a franchise. No. Nah, he can go 15 years doing what he do and be perfectly fine, bro. It, it, some people aren't built like that, and that's okay. So I'm starting to accept that about Wiggins, and you
0: know, stuff like that. And I hope Jordan Poole gets his bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's up for for a nice payday. Absolutely. And, and think about it. James Wiseman hasn't even been on the court yet. They got him stashed away getting healthy. Like that's, they got some longevity <clears throat> with those young cats surrounding their core. And you mentioned Marcus Smart, uh, Coach Pace. And I thought, uh, that reminded me, early in the game, he was able to draw some fouls on people. And I'm like, okay, yeah, he's going to try to get under their skin and manipulate them. And then as the game progressed, he gave it, he gave it right back. He got sucked into some stuff and started, you know, tried to run through people and all that kind of thing. And then hasn't nerve to put his hands out like, what? Like, what was what, 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 That's a, oh, I'm like, yes, bro. They used your own game against you, and you fell for it again. So it's just stuff It's just stuff like that. I'm like, bro, you, you got to be, no pun intended, smarter than that. All right? You can go do your thing, but you got to be – they're going to try to – the Warriors aren't going to lay down. They're going to try to get you back. So you got to be ready for that type of stuff. Um, as much as you be flopping, they're going to flop too. And they're going to flop even more because you're flopping more. So you got to understand that that's going to be the game. So you can't put yourself in that situation either.
1: They're they're better off getting an actual point guard and just trading that broccoli headed like goofball. Broccoli headed goofball.
0: <laughs> well, Coach Natty T, I know we've done a lot of a lot of uh, takeaways, but anything you would like to uh, to analyze about the NBA finals?
2: No, I mean you guys pretty much said it. Uh... I guess I'll keep it more warrior centric um, because, you know, Boston, whatever. Um, (laughs) I think really this, this championship is just a testament to the Golden State system. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I said it in our other group chat. I mean, you know, when you think about it, even going back to, you know, the KD years and, you know, leading up to the KD years. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had guys like JaVale McGee. I mean, this dude was a, routinely, you know, starring role on Shaq and the fool. <laughs> <Right> <laughs> I mean, goes to Golden State and like, he's actually like a wanted commodity, right? I mean, that's a testament to Golden State. Mm-hmm. Um, Swaggy P, I mean, man's nickname is Swaggy P for goodness sake. It, <laughs> whenever I think of Swaggy P, I think of the video with, uh, with Kobe when he was at Jimmy Kimmel and he was injured um, and Jimmy Kimmel played that video, and Jeremy Lynn had that game, and then they just kind of ran up to the camera and was talking nonsense. Like, that was Swaggy P. He comes to the Warriors. I see him – obviously, he's always had the ability to make threes, but, you know, he's making threes, playing defense, playing smart basketball, wins a championship. Yep. Um, Gary Payton the third. I mean, he was cut by 12 teams, including twice by the Warriors. Yeah. Comes in and does fantastic um Otto Porter I mean we used to make fun of that too a lot I mean everybody calls him uh Wilt Chamberlain's son right Mm -hmm. but I'm not saying he had like a white top series but he played well was very smart basketball Mm -hmm. and last but not least Andrew Wiggins like nobody wanted Andrew Wiggins like he was kind of doormat right I mean people were making fun of him like oh yeah LeBron kicked you out and he goes to Minnesota they don't do anything he was the second best player in the series um, so to me, you know, this this whole combination is just a testament to Golden State and their system. Um, I think this is obviously very impressive, just considering, you know, twenty nineteen. KD's hurt. He leaves. You know, the following year, Clay's hurt. Stuff gets hurt. Draymond gets hurt. Last year, Clay gets hurt again. Uh, they they have the infamous loss to Memphis in the playing game, right? To not to get into the playoffs. And to go from that to winning the championship the next year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you have to respect the fact that they fell from the mountaintop and literally had to pull themselves up from the ground up again and rebuild the entire roster again mm-hmm. to win the championship. So I, pff, as far as how they're doing it, they're, they're head and shoulders above everybody else in the league right now. Yeah. Um, So – We'll see. Um, and then we'll just get right into it. So, um, you know, obviously the talk now is where does Steph sort of land legacy wise? You know, obviously the movie is still being played. Uh, so he has, you know, time to add on to it. Uh, my thinking was though, you know, everybody talks about ranking and top 10 and things like that. But I think as far as thinking about it in a different way, I think hopefully, you know, this makes more sense to y'all, you know, our listeners, but I just think when we're talking about the greatest players, and even we can do this in the NFL when we're talking about quarterbacks, current quarterbacks, all-time quarterbacks, any position, all all that sort of thing. I think it should be done in tiers. Um, <laughs> Coach JP3, you're going to laugh where I go here, because um, last week on Speak for Yourself, Manuel Acho, I had this thing. I didn't like his logic fully behind it, but he called it an undisputed seven, if you will, as far as names that you bring up. And no matter if you're talking Twitter, you're talking barbershop, you're talking wherever, when you say certain names, it's sort of undisputed. Right. It kind of they're kind of built into that undisputed seven, if you will. And I do agree with that. Now he claimed that if Steph won it, that automatically puts him in there. I disagree with that because there's just still too much debate around stuff to put him in that category but i do think he was on to something in terms of name so for me i kind of redid my list got rid of the rankings and just said okay going by tiers who are the greatest players by tier so tiers are basically like a group of players so tier one is basically like my mount rushmore Mm-hmm. And then I have, I think I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And the tier two has eight players in it and, and so on. So okay. I'm not going to share the whole list because that would just be too long. I think share it 3 or put it on our Instagram page in some yeah. shape or form so you guys can see all the specific names. But just for example's sake, so tier one, I have Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kareem, Magic. And kind of leaning back to that kind of that undisputed, names when you when you name drop those guys i don't think anybody has a problem when you say they're top 10 nobody's going to argue that right period right we can rank okay you think michael jordan is the best you think lebron James is the best i'll leave that to you but to me those four mount rushmore mm-hmm. tier two i won't name all the names but let's just give just some examples so i have like names like kobe bryant um larry bird Shaquille O'Neal I put Steph Curry in that number two tier why I think obviously his impact on basketball you can say it's for the better we can say it's for the worst but it's still a tremendous impact we can't deny that um from a talent perspective he's the best shooter we've ever seen hmm in a game where you have to shoot to score the basketball. So that's pretty important. Um, and then I think this championship here, we talk about KD. You know, I think him being able to sort of be the the undisputed catalyst of this team, I think that kind of solidifies like, hey, he did it without KD. Because we all talk about the first, because there's always kind of that year of butt with, with Steph. Right. Right. The first one, Kyrie, Kevin Lowe was hurt. They won the championship. Kudos to them. But if were they healthy, do they win that series? And then we actually find that question out the next year when everybody was healthy. Mm-hmm. We even won. I know the Draymond situation, but you still had a chance to win one game. That's all you had to do. It's win one game. That's right. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. Didn't get it done. I see, it, they get Kevin Durant. We know what happens. So I and again take into account what I was saying earlier as far as falling off the mountaintop, going from the ground up again, I gotta I gotta put him in here too. I gotta bump him up. I have to. Um,
0: so that would make it just for folks listening. Uh, that would make him at very worst
2: number. At 10. very worst, it would make him twelve. Twelve, right? Because you got four in the first group, eight in the second group. Yes, yeah, so right. If- Right. So if you want to again, when we you know post the the this this uh list here is tiers list, you can place however you want to place, but at minimum stuff is 12th, in my opinion, just mm-hmm. by winning this. Um tier three, I think the infamous name that I have on there is Kevin Durant. Now, <laughs> Kevin Durant, you can't take away what he did for Golden State for those two championships, but I think the difference for me with him and Steph right now, as we stand today, is that Steph just won this championship with no KD. And remember, KD was at Oklahoma City, got to the finals, you know, obviously lost to LeBron, no shame in that. Mm -hmm. Um, But went to Golden State. They're a great team. You know, you have a superstar on the team. He was the best player. He proved it. Two-time, you know, finals MVP, did his thing. But for me since he's left there all of these great players you you have to constantly update your resume now i'm not saying he should have been to the went to the finals every year or won the finals every year that's not realistic however i'm going to keep repeating this since he's left golden state all kevin durant has done is been awarded second team all nba this year good that's great He's picked the All Star game team twice, and then even playing those games because he was hurt, and he had the toe on the line game last year. That's not. I, I need I need you to do something else, KD. I need you to decide. To, I mean, you, you decided to leave. I have no problems with that. But again, we get on. We got on LeBron James this year for picking the team and and being in control of the Lakers and all of that. Kevin Durant, you're in control of the Brooklyn Nets. You're the one orchestrating all this now. So mm-hmm. I, I, I need you to kind of come back next year, win this championship so I can bump you up to tier two. Right. Because if, if your rest of your, because this is going to be year 16 now, and if the rest of your career is going to be first and second round exits, you're going to have to stay at tier three. I'm sorry. Your talent is undeniable, but... If 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 the talent is not producing results consistently, why have talent? So that's my perspective on that. Um, other names I have in tier three, I have Giannis in there. Again, you can rank him, uh, you know, at the lower end, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think he's in there. You know, guys like Kevin Garnett, guys like Dirk Nowitzki. Tier four, I have. Alan Iverson, Dwayne Wade, Scott Pippen, and I'm gonna to continue to say Scott Pippen, <laughs> um, Kawhi Leonard, Isaiah Thomas, names like that. That's that's who I have in my tier four. So again, we'll you know show this list in some shape or form on our Instagram page and you know, Twitter, or whatever, but that's what I got. So I know y'all have the list. My my mm-hmm. uh my partners here mm-hmm. on the show. So I'm sure y'all may have some disagreements, questions about where certain guys are or which tiers certain guys are in. So, yeah, let me have it.
0: Sure. <laughs> Coach K and I had the same question. Okay. Um, about Isaiah Thomas being in tier four. Mm-hmm. I think we were thinking Coach K, maybe tier three for Isaiah Thomas. Is that what At saying? least
1: tier three, maybe even tier two.
0: So what was your reasoning behind putting Isaiah Thomas behind folks uh, like Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, uh, maybe Dirk, Jerry West, like that? Yeah,
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I put him in tier four just because, and again, (laughs) lists are subjective. No matter how you try to be objective about it, it's it's subjective. Um, For instance, like Dirk. The fact that he has, like, a regular season MVP, mm-hmm. and I, in my opinion, he had a top two finals run of all time. Yeah. You yeah, look yeah. at the list, the, the teams that he ran through, the players that he ran through, and, you know, that was the first year of the Heatles. Mm-hmm. We can say what we want. You know, LeBron came up short, this, that, in the third, but listen, similar to what Golden State just did to Boston. That's not their fault that if boston wants to not show up and come play that's not going state's fault or a problem you're gonna leave me open i'm gonna hit those shots yeah period yeah. um so that's why i just and again we're nitpicking so i give him i give dirt that slight as edge i should say um jerry west i think that's probably one of the other debatable ones i have him in tier three I have him slightly above Isaiah Thomas, and, and again, you can. I know Isaiah Thomas probably played in the tougher era, but I just think when you go to nine finals, that's pretty damn good. I know he only won one of them. They lost, you know, they lost a bunch of times to Bill Russell and the Celtics, and the whole entire Celtics roster was in was the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So you know, but I just, I mean, nine times. Yeah, that's right. Like, damn. And, two, I think his versatility of his game, because he's one of the few players that actually win a scoring title and lead the league and win the assist titles Mm, Sure, all within, like, two years. Yeah. So that, from a talent-level perspective, I think that kind of, for me, that put him in tier three above Isaiah Thomas, because I think he's, Isaiah Thomas has led the league in assists before, but he's never done a scoring title. Not that he couldn't score. Um, and then Charles Barkley and Carl Malone, um, I think from a Charles Barkley perspective, his impact on the game, because he was so unique. Cause I mean, he was a six, four power forward, man. Yeah. yeah. He like, led the league in rebounding. Like that's kind of insane. And was going coast to coast. Mm-hmm. I mean, his game was just so unique. Again, one an MVP, in a Jordan era, and, you know, they lost to the Bulls and MJ. So, like, that's – I can't really – there's no shame in that. Um, and then Carmelone I hate Carmelone personally. I really do. <laughs> I can't stand him. But, you know, listen, man, when you look at his career in totality, I know he hasn't won a ring, but they lost to the Bulls twice. Listen, it's Michael freaking Jordan, um, you know, because I think – I know he's number – or number three now on the list, the scoring list. Yeah. You know, I got to respect the the longevity there, the consistency. Like, that. that's pretty great. Um, But again, if you want to move him out, that's fine. But that's why I have him in there. Um, So that was kind of my thinking behind that. Because again, as great as Isaiah Thomas is and was, you know, they won the two championships, but I do feel like that team was very much a collective effort as well as much as not necessarily Isaiah carrying them now I know he had the infamous game what was that game five with the, against ankle. the Lakers with the yeah. sprained ankle so you know that's obviously a, an iconic performance um, but I just think when you look at the career in totality I just put those guys slightly above Isaiah but if you if you wanted to put Isaiah in your tier three like I'm not going to argue with you
0: Cause I, I was thinking tier three only because, you know, Carl and Charles in particular, <clears throat> they they do have the regular season MVP. Yes. Um, each each one of them, uh, but I also look at, they lost the Jordan in the finals. Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons beat Jordan to get to their finals.
3: Yeah.
0: And I know it was a younger Jordan And a younger Mm -hmm. Bulls team, I do. So there is some context there. But just kind of looking at it that way, he was able to get two rings and knock out the Bulls each time in the playoffs and beat Magic for one of those championships. He lost to Magic and I think they they beat Magic one time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. So Coach Pace, go ahead and chime in here.
3: I mean, can we take MVPs away from the conversation? Because I don't really, I, I, I could care less about MVPs. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, Kobe only got one. So at this point, I don't really take the MVP awards seriously.
2: No, I agree with you. But remember, I have Kobe in my tier too. So that I did I don't care about that either necessarily. The reason why
3: I just say in general I don't care about MVP awards, like because people will use that as argument, and I just be like. Do they really mean anything? Like, what is the definition of MVP? LeBron only got four.
2: It's like, eh. Mm-hmm.
3: Really?
2: eh. No, I but, I agree with you. That that's one of my reasons. Another reason why I have tears. Yeah. Because again, because people say like, oh well, Steph, for instance.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, he he won the Finals MVP now, so now he's top ten. But I'm like. If you didn't have him top 10 now, why would a finals MVP have him leap for all of six people? That doesn't that make any sense boring. to me. No, nah, it doesn't. Now, to me, okay, he can jump up a tier and be part of a different area of the club, a different little, you know, private area of the club, a more exclusive area of the club. Like, he's not in Gen Pop anymore.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> 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 but... Don't tell me he leapfrog six people and now he's number six or seven or top five now. Like no, so be, just because he has won an award, so I agree with you there. I think people put too much emphasis on that, you know, on an award. So I 100 I agree with you there.
3: Yeah, that's the. I mean, for the most part, I'm gonna just argue way because somebody got arguing. Because listen, my boy, you slept on him. Listen, I'm tired of it. <laughs> y'all. I'm tired of everybody sleeping on my boy, man. You don't never get it just two. I would say he like tier 3.1. How about
2: that? No, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't, again, if you want to move D Wade up, I'm not going to argue with you. Um,
3: I don't, yeah, I don't really care though. It's, it's a solid list, man. I don't, it is a solid list. It it is a solid, list. I don't.
0: I don't the one big thing, the name that it that I feel should be on there that's not mm-hmm. is Bill Russell. I
2: don't, I don't have Bill Russell in here. No, wow. I, I, I looked There's over no a of times. No, I he's didn't... supposed to be in tier two. Tier okay. two. Okay. 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 Got you. Okay, that be... yeah. oh. we're good then. No, <laughs> no, no, no. He's supposed to be in tier two. That's a typo. No, yeah.
1: no, no. James Harden, Anthony Davis.
2: <laughs> Stop I it. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. We hate
3: him, but like. He's not do, to me. I don't want to do. I don't, I'm not saying James Harden. The one name I was thinking in my head, because Oscar, and this is like Oscar's clone, except without the ring. And we he got some lost years. Like the last two years been some lost years. Mm-hmm. It would be Russ. Mm-hmm. Because like listen. <sighs> we we late Russ, like the last two years of Russ, I'm like, all right. But like production-wise. What like what else do you want him to do? Like he's not the great
1: Listen, I mean, he has he has been able to take. He did take the Thunder to the to to get the them to the, Listen. To I mean to I, the to the playoffs.
2: I don't have I I can extend the tiers now, but I'm going to keep going. This is just a short time. For me. Yeah. Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. Chris Paul and James Harden, they're in tier 5. Okay. They're all grouped together because mm-hmm. one of the things mm-hmm. that annoys me about like media and rankings and all those things is, you know, when we talk about Chris Paul and again, I like Chris Paul, mm-hmm. but again, <laughs> he's come up short plenty of times. We have plenty of evidence to this. Oh yeah. It doesn't take away from him being a great player. Mm-hmm. But my problem is people talk about like Chris Paul and then we bag on Russell Westbrook. Now, i get it russell Westbrook's. Pro- is not as clean of a player as chris paul is right 100 percent agree however when people say well russell westbrook's not a winner and chris paul is well chris paul hasn't won a championship either mm. but then we get mad at russell westbrook for not winning a championship when chris paul hasn't done it. Right. another thing another example with the oklahoma city thunder like we all said i mean Again, it's not, it wasn't pretty. I get it. He's not efficient. It's a, definitely a flaw in his game. But he would always get the thunder to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul goes there after he gets traded, after Russell gets traded to Houston, and then people are like, oh, Chris Paul got the thunder to the playoffs. I'm like, isn't okay. that what Russell Westbrook did? <laughs> like the past four years? Yeah. And they lost in the first round. It's not like he won. He went further in the playoffs. Right, They lost in the first round, too. I was like, okay, yeah, it was more efficient. Yeah, I agree with you there. It's okay, yeah, give you a little cookie. That's nice. The result was I'm still out. the same. But the result was still the same. Don't act like, in this example, don't act like Chris Paul is in Tier 3 or Tier 4 and then Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook is in Tier 5. They're in the same tier. Mm-hmm. Same with James Harden. I don't need to go any further on James
1: Harden. Mm-hmm. That man's in Tier 5. What about putting, I guess, one adjustment I would do is, I mean, obviously, Isaiah Thomas, but also uh, I would put Reggie Miller in at least tier four.
2: That was a fringe one for me. I had him in my tier five as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I have like him. That's where it has kind of, I think tier five actually has a lot more, I guess, 90s, '2000s players because I have like yeah. Ray Allen in there. I have Paul yeah. Pierce in there. Yeah. To me, that's tier five. So great. You're still top 75. You know, you may championship, may not have a championship, most ball stars, all that. Right. But I think you're tier five. I just I I couldn't put those guys above. I, I will say for Paul
3: Pierce, like pre-KG and uh, Ray Allen. Mm-hmm. He was a problem. I'm not going to listen. I, I look, Listen, he, he was, couldn't he do was. it with Antoine Walker and all that, but Paul Pierce it was a – if y'all go back and look at the
0: Lost Files. <laughs> the Lost Paul Files. Paul Pierce was a problem. Yeah. Him and Walker gave people fits. They did.
3: Fits. It was like Hilo Turkoglu
2: and Rashad Lewis on steroids.
0: Mm-hmm. And That's
3: remember
2: – they played they got to the Eastern Conference Finals against Detroit one year. hmm Now mind you, Detroit didn't really have a lot any top City players either, but they were still a great team. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's not really much else that was on that team for Boston. It's like Antoine, what was it? Eric Williams. Listen, it, it was it wasn't too I, I can't remember. Like P.J. Brown, maybe. I mean, yeah. I like P.J. Brown, but that was like about it. Yeah, he he did get him to a couple. That's what I'm
3: saying. So, like, I get where Paul Pierce has his quarrels and stuff, but he absolutely, takes, yeah, he takes it overboard with the whole LeBron hating. But I'm, hey, when it comes to like people talking about Paul Pierce and slandering Paul Pierce, I'm, I'm a vouch for Paul because Paul, listen, he don't get his just due sometime, and I don't like it.
1: I'm, <laughs> a, I'm okay with him not getting his Oh, wait <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, I'm okay with that Like, I'm okay with him not getting his justice
2: But um, right But yeah, so that's That's kind of, you know, my thoughts I guess wrapping up the NBA season and, You know, because now we're just going to hear that talk Of top 10 and Oh, no, nah, man, he's he's not number four He's number three Like, does it really matter? Like, isn't really that put, much of a gap? I mean, put I don't Clyde- know
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, would you put Clyde Drexler in your in your tier five?
2: I do. I, that's where I have him. Um, you know, I, you could, you could, you could say tier four as well. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with you.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Because, uh yeah, it it gets kind of hard in some of these. You know, the one that i don't like is that now that there's this top 10 talk mm-hmm. like people are automatically kicking uh, hakeem out of that and 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 we talked about this earlier today coach natty and another thing I that bothers me about this is because if you isolate a couple of awards then of course one is going to look vastly better than the other so if i just tell you that uh hakeem has two rings and what two Finals MVPs and one regular season MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year? That's mm-hmm. that's the key piece that people aren't talking about because they're just looking at regular season MVP rings and Finals MVPs are the only three stats that people are looking at now for this conversation. Mm-hmm. Little do people know, Hakeem Olajuwon won two Defensive Player of the Years in his career, so twice. He was recognized as the best defensive player in the league. Like, that has to be up there. Like, because all, let's be honest. Offense, like, MVP is more of an offensive war anyway. Right? No, Regular you're season. right.
2: But, and to your point, he was voted best offensive, offensive player, player and defensive <laughs> player.
0: <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> I mean, so what, That that's a short list in itself. So what, you have Giannis yeah. and Jordan? Like, yeah, it's just
2: Giannis, Jordan, and Elijah one. That's, Elijah that's one. the list. That's,
0: that's it. That's it. That's so if you're, if you're looking at hardware, they're actually not that far apart. No, and hardware. So that's for 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 people just to just be kicking Hakeem out the club like that, I think it is drastically disrespectful because you have to look at holistically the game. You can't just focus on the offensive side of the ball. Mm. And like, yeah,
2: and if for those who've ever seen Hakeem Olajuwon play. He is, in my opinion, he's the most skilled center we've ever seen. No other center in NBA history has ever done moves to the ability that this man did. To have it, you know, some of our younger listeners, go on YouTube, look at the 1995 NBA Finals. The man had a young sh- Shaq on skates, bro, as a center. He's not a guard. I mean, he had my man on skates the entire series. And they swept him, by the way. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> Nick Anderson.
2: Yeah, I mean, man, he had him on skates the entire series. I mean, and I've never a, seen a center do that. And that's why I'm like, you know, you,
0: for those who don't know, Akeem Olajuwon is training a lot of these cats out here. Yeah. Joel Embiid, you just see how good he is? Work with Akeem a king. Olajuwon. Yeah, that's Akeem. Right? And even guards are working with Hakeem because his footwork was just so, like, magical. Like, every, everybody needs a-
3: LeBron be trying to work with him, yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. So that just goes to show
2: you the type of level. And and impact on the game that he has had. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, in, yes. That the, the
0: bigs, even, even as the game has evolved away from centers under the basket, they're still coming to him. To get their footwork together,
2: yep. You know Dwight so, Howard's
0: another one. He just, I, I just just wasn't capable. He just wasn't capable of doing it. Yeah, consistently. Yeah, yeah.
1: I say at the very least, if they don't look at the the best um, NBA player or the top NBA players in, at a tier level, at least like top era, like do it from like you know nineteen ninety to two thousand, or. Uh, you know, like 2000 and 2010, that's a better comparison versus, like, top 10 all time. Because, so, like, the game has changed and evolved so much to different factors to consider. So, that's just me.
0: Nah, that's, I just found that today very disrespectful with stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, Go ahead, go ahead, Coach Pace.
3: So, yeah, um, real quick, I know we're about to dive into Deshaun Watson, but we, we because I feel like this is real minor. The Tyreek Hill situation is real minor compared to Deshaun Watson. So, let me just throw this out there to you guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think he means anything he's saying. I, I truly think it's A, CTE, B, he's mad the Chiefs ain't paying him, and C, <laughs> He's just stupid a little bit. I mean, Autumn hits to the head, you know what I'm saying? Hey, It is what it is. But I don't think in his heart of hearts, he believes anything he is saying because Tua is not even in the same galaxy as Patrick Mahomes when it comes to anything. Accuracy, athleticism, intangibles,
2: uh, hair. Oh, uh, being a quarterback, period. Being a quarterback, period. <laughs> This whole existence is
3: probably on the pinky finger. OK, he'd be blessed to get the pinky finger of what Patrick Mahomes has as a quarterback. So I don't think Tyreek, I think Tyreek is just mad that he couldn't muffle 30 million a year out of the Chiefs. So he had to leave. That's it. I don't think he believes anything he's saying. And he's being petty about it. And he just wants, you know, somebody to talk about him. And, you know, when his stats don't match up next year with what he had, he just wants – he's trying to build confidence for Tua because Tua, to me, doesn't have any confidence whatsoever, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially with Flores going – because Flores was low-key saving him. If we really want to get busy with it, Flores was saving him on top of – he was also trying to go get Sean Watson on the low, but they ain't want to have that happen. Ooh. So that's why they got rid of Flores. But like I said, man, I'm going to just leave y'all with that. Take. I don't believe in his heart of hearts. <laughs> he believes anything that's coming out of his mouth. He's, listen, they probably had – I'm going to tell you, what, it's a PI, PR stunt because I know Tyree called him. I was like, listen, I don't mean any of this. Hey. <laughs> And it's gonna be some good pub for both of us. I got a podcast coming out soon, and I need Word. you.
2: Yeah. Pat was like,
3: "Okay, okay."
2: <laughs> but you know, you, know, you gotta still in confidence in the young guys. Pat, yeah. You yeah. Got to yeah. 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 yeah, you
3: know, new team. We got some weapons, but the quarterback is still yeah. a liability. Like, I don't believe you think. So you know that
0: that's what it comes down to me. Yeah, no, that, that's good stuff, Coach Pace, Because for those little background. So Tyreek Hill was on, the po- on his podcast and needed to be said. Uh, and so some of the stuff that he said is that the Chiefs and Mahomes are going to struggle without him and that he was underused in Kansas City after he came off a season with 111 catches. Career high. So that's a career high, 111 catches. And so, okay, was that just a a, a blip on the radar? Let's look at his averages. He averaged 86 catches a year for 1,214 yards a year and 11 touchdowns a year in his four seasons with Mahomes as his quarterback. So that's underutilized. You averaged 86 catches a year over 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns a year. And then so then you're going to talk about how Tua is the more accurate passer, that Mahomes has the, the, the stronger arm but two is the more accurate passer and you haven't played a, a, a game with them yet. Anybody could throw the ball in practice like that. You make it to this level. You can make that pass in practice. At least wait till you play some games with the brother to say that. Right. It's a, I I did not I, I didn't, I didn't like that at all. I'm with you coach pace on this. I, I think he wanted his money. Um, He wanted to go out there and get, he got his championship. So he's like, all right. Let me get my money now. Chiefs ain't going to get it. All right. Well, I'm going to just go get it somewhere else.
3: He Could play the next 10 seasons with Tua and Tua still ain't gonna be amount to what he is. So I don't like <laughs> unless they drew Breeze his arm up to where they go get surgery and put like I don't know whatever type of metal Breeze got in his arm because we all know Drew Breeze got some metal in his arm. Let's not BS after that shoulder surgery he had, he looked like a whole new quarterback when he went to the Saints. Mm-hmm. Whatever he has to have the Drew Brees surgery to even get like halfway to what Mahomes is. So it's yeah, it's bad. I don't I don't know where it came from, but listen, hey, fellas, all, all football players, if y'all watching, go get checked for that CT. We got to figure it out. What's going on? Cause it sounds like early stages of CTE is coming in. Mhm.
0: Antonio Brown probably got some of that too.
3: Antonio Brown's done. We he, we need to get him checked now. Yes. He ain't gonna see the
0: he ain't gonna see the field no more. Yeah. Man. All right. Yeah, that's good stuff, Coach Pace. Coach Natty T, did you want to weigh on this one too?
2: No, (laughs) I agree.
0: (laughs) No further questions, Your Honor. Nope. Case has been made. Yeah, I I was disappointed in him in this because I just felt it. So you you may be right coach Bays. maybe Patrick didn't know that this was coming but of course he couldn't say that so he was just like oh you know the i, I was a little surprised by this you know I, we love him the chiefs love him you know i i i love him i thought everything was cool <laughs> so, so yeah yeah i say like, how can you say that with a clear conscience like you like come on man but the Dolphins look like they could be a good team. Hopefully, Tua gets it together. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. But no, Tua is nowhere close to the accuracy. Because the other thing in his interview, Coach Pace, if you remember, on the podcast, he said, yeah, because, you know, uh, Tua will be throwing, you know, throwing it hit me right in the numbers like that pass in Buffalo. Well, Tyreek, who threw that pass to you in Buffalo this past year? <laughs> I I, I think he had a 15 jersey on. I thought, Mm. I think my homeboy threw that pass to you in Buffalo Mm. in the AFC championship game. So you're telling me that this guy is doing this and you just compare him to the guy that says that you said is less accurate than to it.
3: Listen, CTE, (laughs)
1: let's let's, let's, let's see what happens this year. Let's see what happens.
3: Yeah, have 100 catches for a hundred and a thousand and ten yards, just like. Jalen Waddle.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yikes. So, there's some trouble there, man. I don't know. I don't know, Tyreek. I'm going to need you to chill out, bro. Because it, 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 he could have instilled confidence into his quarterback without saying that. He could have said, like, listen, you know, we haven't been uh, – you know, the season hasn't started yet, but I'm loving what I see in practice. We're having good chemistry with each other. I'm looking forward um, to seeing him. So, if you if, if you know he's trying to compare him to Pat, then all he has it, all he has to say is like you know I can't compare him to Pat yet because we haven't played in a real game yet, but I, I love our chemistry so far and I'm looking forward to the season to start and for us to continue to build on that chemistry. Also, all oh, you got to say you ain't got disrespect to a, and you don't have to disrespect Patrick Mahomes, so you can compliment to it without disrespecting Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, that's all he had to say. So yeah, yeah ridiculous ridiculous so next we're going to talk we talked about Deshaun Watson on last week's show and and so we got some some new information our our our, uh our sports insider coach Natty (laughs) T um had the ability to get some more information this week on the Deshaun Watson case so did you want to share that with us
2: yeah so um yeah real quick um, I had the unfortunate pleasure of having to read all of the, the suits from you know front page to the end of the page. So, um, essentially, from what I read, and then this is this is just Coach Natty T's opinion. Um, from what I read, I don't think he sexually assaulted anyone. Now, when I say that, I mean I don't know if there's enough proof to show that he did sexually assault anyone i'll say that okay um you know there's there's there were two or three of them that were extremely hard to read um, but unfortunately there's just no there's no video evidence there's no you know clothing there's no dna there's no pictures there's nothing so it's 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 a classic he said she said situation um So those were definitely uncomfortable, but I can see why the criminal cases were dropped just because there just wasn't enough evidence to necessarily cross that line, if you will. Okay. Um, Now, there is a difference between sexual assault and sexual misconduct. Yes. I'm going to tell you all right now, Sean Watson is 100% guilty of that sexual misconduct, Mm -hmm. for sure. My prediction is in all these cases civil cases he is going to lose 90 to 95 percent of them so the question is Mm. what does the nfl do because they had the same information i just i review i had to review this week my guess is they'll probably suspend them another year okay not a little more because what's unique about these cases are each end of it's not like a class action lawsuit where one case gets brought in and and everybody's involved like each individual case has to go to court you can imagine how much time that's going to take
0: that's ridiculous
2: yeah i mean i get it It i I get it but still that's a
0: long drawn out process there
2: that is a long drawn out process um so that's my guess is what the nfl is going to do um but we'll see now, my second takeaway is Deshaun Watson's an idiot. Oh, yeah. I mentioned this on the show last week. I know we had some disagreement on it, but he should have settled out of court. Why? Because in these situations, what happens, the prosecuting attorney, they'll come to whoever is being accused of what before it even goes public and say, hey, I have these you know, I'm representing these plaintiffs here. Mm -hmm. You want to settle before this goes, you know, before it hits the fan, if you will. Right. Should have said, because what happens is, you know, the money's paid and there's a non-disclosure agreement. And then that's the end of it. And to me, Deshaun Watson is an idiot because he's not, he's obviously he's being an athlete and being a bit delusional because he's getting caught up in the sexual assault language, which that's fine. He's claiming he didn't do it, whatever. But in this day and age, why are you having 66 different massage therapists? Mm-hmm. Something fishy's going on. And, and there's ain't we, we, we all know, like, listen, man, you're trying to get more than a massage. That's right. So that's right. Just off of that, in the environment that we're in now, as, as in our industry we like to call social inflation, you need to be smarter than that. Be like, you know what, I was trying to get more denim massage. Let me pay this money now and be done with it. But no, you want to be on this little, you know, soapbox, if you will. Now it's going to be a lot worse. So, religious. that's that was my quick update slash takeaway. Cause I actually, cause before, you know, I hadn't, I only read a few, but you know, my task this week at work was, he was like, yeah, we need you to read all these and kind of give us an analysis and recommendations and all that. So, so yeah. So technically those are two different charges, right? So yeah. Have- yeah. So what people have to understand is sexual assault and sexual mm-hmm. misconduct is two different things, right? Sexual assault is just a, nicer way to say rape Mm -hmm. straight up right right sexual misconduct is you know you maybe asked for something and they didn't want it or you may have you know been in a suggestive position that other person was uncomfortable with inappropriate comments inappropriate just overall behavior inappropriate you know, context of a conversation, all of that. Right. So the difference is misconduct is not necessarily a crime by law, but it's, it's a violation of any sort of like, you know, work policy or a civil suit. Yes.
0: So couldn't technically he have admitted to sexual misconduct and still kept his, uh, say i'm innocent of sexual assault but i i did do some things that were that would qualify
2: as sexual misconduct instead well, of sexual misconduct well at this point we're too far down the rabbit hole for him to do that mm-hmm. like if he came out with that earlier right maybe that probably tempers it down a bit mm-hmm. but we're too far down the rabbit hole now um so that's the issue so the most ideal
0: so what i'm getting is the most ideal thing that he could have done is at the beginning of all of this he could have just said yo i definitely didn't assault anyone but i am guilty of misconduct i understand i did some suggestive things that made people feel uncomfortable i'm going to settle yeah with the women involved uh on the basis of misconduct but i i i may i maintain that i'm innocent for sexual assault and maybe if they received the settlement, maybe they would have been like, okay, we're not going to push this any further or, or right. say, maybe some would, but at least there would be some transparency on his end, you know, but if he's
2: just saying, Oh, I didn't do anything. And that's kind right. of the, that's, and that's because his press conference this week, that's kind of, that's where he was going. Mm-hmm. Cause he, he never really apologized necessarily to the, you know, to the females involved. He said, say, you know, I'm sorry, what do you say? Sorry. You know, as far as the effect it's had on the community and the Cleveland Browns and his family and that sort of thing. And again, I mean, I I understand you want, everybody wants to be on their soapbox and kind of be idealistic in whatever they think is right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you you need to be smarter than that because, because listen, I, like I said, I read all those things from front to back, every single word, every single period, comma, semicolon, all that. Mm -hmm. And bruh, like, you, <laughs> you'd be smarter mm-hmm. than that. Expe- again, especially it, especially in today's world that we live in, in the context of the world that we live in right now, you, you need to be smarter than that. And it just shows that he's either he's a complete idiot or he is so delusional because he's a professional athlete. He's so out of touch with reality. Mm -hmm. that he hasn't realized that yet right there was a good
0: conversation uh, on on speak for yourself about that and uh emmanuel atro brought up two key point two key things going on here would be kind of the entitlement uh and privilege of being an athlete Mm -hmm. um, and also the consent of what is happening getting consent and as far as because consent is different like you have to consent to different things so it's Mm -hmm. like you know, you can, someone could consent to kissing you, but not want anything further to happen. Exactly. That, right? Or so, a hug. A hug. Yes. So consent has different levels to, you know, whatever is happening. And so you have to respect someone's wishes on all of those levels. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no blanket. Yes. And no blanket. No, you know, it, well, there's no blanket. Yes. You know, so like there's right. uh, and so I thought that that was well said because I'm sure there's some of that that happened in this situation. Oh well, there, 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 there's there's you know, it it's it, it, so it's like, well, and that's where the misconduct comes into play. I did not respect someone's wishes uh because they did not consent to this. Or after they said, I feel uncomfortable, I didn't readily address the situation and and like let's just say, put my clothes back on, right? I couldn't right. she said she's uncomfortable, I could just put my clothes back on, we're fine, right? We should be fine. But if I keep my clothes off, I'm not respecting the consent factor there, which exactly. now qualifies as misconduct. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes. Right, that's 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 misconduct right there. Yeah, exactly. And yep. it's, those are the nuances that I think a lot of us need to be thinking about in this case. So when you said that you read over this, I'm like, oh, okay, good. We're going to get some details of this because Deshaun's not giving us anything, Mm-mm. right? So I, I think this brings a lot of context to the situation. And we kept talking on the show like, he had to do some, some stuff wrong. Like, it, he had to do some stupid stuff. And, and so this misconduct area, at the very least, he is guilty of that, at the very least. 100%. I mean,
2: 100% in my opinion. I mean, that, yeah. I mean it's clear. Yeah.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Coach K, did you want to weigh in on, on the Deshaun Watson case at all?
1: I mean, you guys pretty much said everything needs to be said about it. So I just hope that at some point he can get back to doing what he does best you know but yeah, we'll see that's what is what it is yeah
0: yes yeah. yeah, so and 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 to what you were saying because each of these cases need to be heard we're not gonna really what this looks like for a long time
2: well it's gonna be a while and You're, you already know how the court systems are it's 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 a lagging process so yeah. And the longer
0: this this kind of water, if you will, sits over that heat, it's going it's going to keep boiling and boiling and boiling and boiling until um, an outcome. You know, uh, absolutely comes to, comes to the public. So we'll
2: see. And
1: Cl- and Cleveland still has to pay all that money too, right?
2: So I that that's the interesting thing i don't know if they have some sort of clause in the language of the contract that you know would can get them out of it um but i mean he's getting paid now so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i
0: mean so, i don't know yeah i'm anxious to see if there are any clause in there that says you know even if it, you know would they pay him if he was guilty of misconduct but not you know but you know sexual assault no that's off the table or does it get paid regardless or it's like if you're guilty if you get found guilty of anything we don't have to pay you everything well the thing
2: is he i mean that's the only reason why he's available now because they dropped the criminal case. yes and that's why there was this kind of like this courting of him if you will you know from a free agency standpoint but um you know yeah we'll we'll see we'll
0: see well there it is y'all another episode in the books Covered a lot of ground today. Tyreek Hill, do better. Uh, Deshaun Watson, do better. And...
1: Marcus Smate.
0: Marcus Smate, the title. Jason Tatum, do better as well. And and congrats to Steph Curry um, and other guys like Wiggins and stuff that we named. They definitely bought out. And I think Boston, skill-wise, was good enough to beat them if they had played their game. Uh, but at the end of the day, you got to perform on the court. Uh, you can't just leave your potential at the door. Uh, so that's what happens when you get it, when you get a team like Golden State. If you ain't gonna bring it, they're just gonna take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're gonna be inconsistent, they're gonna take advantage of it. If you keep giving, handing them the ball, they're gonna take advantage of it. So they did what they were supposed to do in the series. Yeah, yeah, and there's it. So yes, look look for Coach Natty T's tier athletes on our instagram page cbox podcast we'll probably put it on um on our tiktok and um and twitter as well so stay stay, keep on the lookout for that so until next week i'm coach jp3 at um coach natty t uh coach pace and coach k we'll see y'all next time peace